everyone, this is Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production, available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's Morndoss, Morningstar the 5th, and holy moly, do we have one hell of a show for you. I am your host, and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, and drinker of Billy Joel Haterade, Ivarwin. <laughs> Oh boy, and I am joined by the fantastical treasure you never knew you had, Liz Tildy, Mistress LeBeau. Hello, hater of Billy Joel. Hello. And others. Proud, proud detester of the piano. That's a good word, man. I was, I actually looked up Urban Dictionary to find some good stuff to call you, and I guess Haterade was the best, but detester would be nice. I like Haterade too. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, we've got the Daggerfall Covenant's new hero, the one, the only, the man with a mask and a Breton hoodie to match, Rob Rage Philosophy. That's right. I'm a ninja. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Tamrielic ninja. Indeed like you are. I like, I'm right picturing, I like that. I'm picturing Cartman underneath that hoodie. Just the way you said that. <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a ninja. You, you won't respect my hoodie. <laughs> no pants happy dance is saying holy crap QGN is being held up and the gentleman all the way over to your left is Tamriel's scholar and founder of the Baristas Guild Mike the Tamrielic historian <laughs> now after yesterday's shenanigans I came prepared oh okay I have, I have a rabbit foot it's still attached to the rabbit I have a horseshoe. It's still attached to the horse. I have the lucky cat. Mm. I have lucky charms. Wow. And I tried to kill a chicken in Skyrim, but you know how that ends when you try and kill a chicken in Skyrim. (laughs) Did you take your daughter's toys? Yes, Just for that gag? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And her cereal. And her cereal. And her cereal, too. Oh, that could be any good cereal. Everybody loves lucky I can understand how he's able to wear that Dark Brotherhood t-shirt, because he's just made of pure evil. (laughs) (laughs) all right liz why don't you tell us uh tell everyone who's sponsoring this this crazy show of ours who are who sponsors our show well that would be tweakedaudio.com you get those quality earbuds and 30 percent off with our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com and that's all one word off the record and by audible Get your free book today at audibletrial.com slash Network, And you can also sign in with your Amazon account. Uh, hello. Big hello to our chat room who's who's filling in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckle in. We got one fat show for you today. Uh, we also want to call out our our iTunes five-star reviewers, uh, Altour, Doomed35, and Jay Naylor. Thanks so much for the kind words on iTunes. Uh, Rob, please uh, sum up our show. Our show, or uh, yeah, and stuff. Sorry, the uh, chat room distracted me. It'll do that. <laughs> Man, all right, our weekend game is going to include Elder Scrolls Online, also some Skyrim, good old Fourth Era. Mm-hmm. Our discussion topics today. All right, you know what? I'm all muffled. All right, it's coming off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good because you're about to get chewed out by me. Being like, oh man, I, I love the tearing effect that that got over too. That was hysterical. Yeah. Liz, um, just so you know that uh, nothing you say influences me. 
discussion topics are going to include part two of the champion system and you. And who's ready for toys? Your skills will be better. Plus, we have the Rage of the Week and Rage's Challenge of the Week. Some Tamriel's rumors, plus your tweets and emails. All right. So before we before we go any any further, um, I just want to throw out. All right, there's a giant elephant in the room. It's pink and it's glaring and it's angry. Uh, the the whole ESO free to play thing. Yes, we're going to address <laughs> this in the show. It'll be in Tamriel's rumors. But first, we want to finish up what we were talking about with the champion system. Um, however, before we get into any of that, first, Mike, we've got something quick to mention. Yes, first we have a big congratulations to the Elder Scrolls Online for winning MMORPGs, the great MMO face-off. Yeah. A week-long bracket competition that pitted many MMOs, both new and old, in a vote from fans. Yes, you the fans voted. ESO was the clear winner with runners-up, including a very uh, good um, MMO, The Lord of the Rings Online, and A Secret World. So congratulations to ESO on that fan choice. That's right. I want to take his face. Oh. <laughs> what? You remember that from Face Off? Yeah. John, no, John Travolta. I remember the cover of the VHS tape. Yes, yeah. that's how old I am. Uh, who's the other guy that was in? It was John Travolta and who else? Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. I want to take his face. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Atrocious. Horrible. All right, Rob, what else we got? <laughs> All right. Uh, users of QuestGamingNetwork.com can easily send an email to any of our shows using the contact section at the very bottom of our page. Just simply fill out the fields and use the drop-down menu to select which show you would like to send the message to. Quick and easy. Down and dirty. Love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, no more nonsense. No more BS. Here we go. Our discussion topics. In their tongue is Dovahkiin. And the champion system and you, part deux. All right, so this time we're going to be talking about uh, changes to your attributes, a little information on how synergies are going to change, changes to abilities, changes to the hard caps, and then later on, as Eric Robel likes to say, we've got lots and lots and lots of toys. Uh, 1.6 is going to bring some brand new changes to to uh, to your skills. We've got the skills that they've talked about and the changes that we were confirmed to to be coming up in in uh, update 1.6, and then we've got a whole battery of just like miscellaneous information that that um, that we're sticking in here as well. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go through this uh, bullet by bullet. I apologize. This is gonna be very dense, um, but you know it's okay if you listen to our show more than once a week. So you know if, we, uh, if you miss something, you can listen again. <laughs> Highly recommended. All right. Um, changes to abilities. Number one, they're getting rid of the overpowered aspect of attributes. So this means no soft caps. Attributes will be much higher value number to show the uh, minor increases to the, to the champion system points will grant your uh, your attributes on a per point basis. So I got a notation here. If they're if um, if they were to leave the attributes the same, the increases to attributes based on gains from the champion system points you spend 
would be represented in like fractions. You wouldn't actually see this. So this is the reason why they're increasing the, uh, the, the, the number value of your attribute points. So you can see the, the um, minor increases the champion system gives you on a per point basis. So essentially what they did was they moved the decimal point over a digit. That's what they did. Uh, for an example, like you've got your old armor attribute point. Let's just say 3,000 armor, right? Well, your new attribute, your new armor attribute would be would be 30,000. Um, I think they actually said this specifically about health. If you have like 3,000 health, it would equate to somewhere around 10 times. So it would be like 30,000 health. So you're going to see that right away. Now, this isn't a blanket 10 times boost for all attributes, though. Some were boosted nearly 10 times. Some were not. So if you're trying to do the math when, when, you're on, when you're on the PTS, all of this information relates to the public test server. None of this is live. None of this is confirmed live. That's not being said enough. I want to get that out there. This is all update 1.6 on the PTS. So when you get on there and you're doing the numbers on your attributes, like how come it doesn't equate to 10 times? That's what they said. Not all of them are going to be multiplied by 10. And this gives them really a lot more wiggle room, like with uh, the three different armor types, the light armor, the heavy armor, and the medium armor, spell resistance, things like that, so that they can make those kind of changes, really. Right. Now, these are also going to be reflected on the stat boost you get from armor and other equipable enhancements, too. You're going to see... You're going to see that change in, um, in your equipment. All right. Uh, for each attribute pool, stamina and magicka and health, that's what I mean by attribute pool, the value you get from items is going to be very significant. And they gave this example. Armor now increases your spell resistance. I'll say that again. Armor increases spell resistance now as per this update. So heavy armor oh is far more beneficial for playing defensively. Players that wear light armor face a bit more of a trade-off when they sacrifice their defense some. Now a healer in heavy armor is a really tough is going to be really tough to take down, but might be able to might be running out of their resources in the long run. A healer in light armor is going to regenerate their magic quickly, but uh, will definitely need to have an escape plan in mind because they will be taking more damage. That makes so much sense. I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't Doesn't the way it? it was. Yeah, It really does. Yeah. Now, here's another nugget of info I'm throwing out there for you. I caught this somewhere in the 10 hours it took me to research all this crap. Currently, <laughs> <laughs> you should read faster or have a podcast that you can listen to where you can get all the, oh, it's us. Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Currently, Zoss believes that a level 50 character with 30 champion points spent is about equal in power and prowess to a VR 14 character. I really can't believe that, you know, with the fact that you have a potential of 3,600 on an account. This is what they're saying. 30 points. Yeah, really. uh, I'm really going to have to see that. They're, they want you to break the hard caps with this, with the champion system. They want you to meet and exceed the, the hard cap that's, <clears throat> that's currently there. That's why they're doing this. All right. Changes to synergies. Rob. All right. First off, 
reduce cooldowns on synergies and the radius you can to use them. Uh, the reason for this is because they want you to actually make an effort to use these synergies. Uh, next, no more channeled synergies. Uh, it's uh, the attention is uh, to making them much more powerful. So an example of this is uh, the Storm Atronach. Uh The synergy for that uh, is like a constant channel. But what it does now, once the change goes, is it instantly gives the Atronach and the player a burst to outgoing damage. So far more useful. Uh, synergies will now scale off of your highest stat, be it weapon damage, weapon crit, spell power, or spell crit. That is what it is going to be based off of. Right. Right now, uh, the way your the way your character does damage and where those numbers derive from is very is very wonky, and um, I really appreciate them bringing it down to those those six attribute points and overall. Uh, your your uh, your resource pools. There's going to be some skills in this game that actually do damage based on how much magicka you have or stamina that you have. We'll talk about that later. But um, okay, further on down the line, changes to abilities, Mike. So damaging area of effects will now affect more than seven targets. The first six will receive an area of effects full damage. The next 16 targets will take half damage, and the remaining targets for, from up to 60 total people uh, will take 25% of the damage. Stop this right is... there. Yeah, just stop right there for one second. Think about that. Your AoE will now hit up to 60 targets. Think about what that means in Cyrodiil, when before I think Wait, it was... what? what? Yeah, 60 targets. Now, the way this is going to work is... Let's just say you're the epicenter, because you are, of, of the AoE effect. The AoE radiates from you. The first seven targets near you is going to receive full damage. Okay? After that, the next 16 targets away from you will receive half damage. After that, remaining targets to up to 60 targets will get 25% damage. Imagine being the guy that pops off a very powerful AoE when you're trying to get the flag, the banner, in, in, a, uh, in a tower in Cyrodiil. Do you have any idea how many targets there are on that flag when that banner is being fought for? About... Oh. It's huge. It's huge. Can you imagine... I mean, we've had 25 at a time, you know, when we've run some of them. And, uh, yeah, the, the big thing is, is that your healers aren't going to be able to keep up with the amount of damage. So it's going to make people yeah. say, hey, you know, get the hell away from me. You know, back off, man. Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to get, you know, these large, like when we did the Naked Argonian run where it was like a swarm effect. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Cyrodiil looks like sometimes right now. It's like a swarm of people, all hive mind, you know, moving in as a group. And it's really going to break that up a lot. Yeah, that's that's what this is designed for. It's it's meant to to break up zerging. All right, um, Mike, continue on with the uh, the highlighted bullet. Okay, uh, this does not apply to siege weapons, which that kind of sucks. But you know, we'll see. At least it's not the the oil pots. Well, they already healing, do a tremendous amount of damage, so that's that's why. Yeah, uh, healing AOEs will not be increased. So once again, 
you know, you'll be able to take on 60 people with an AOE, but you're not going to be able to heal those 60 people. So the healing is supposed to remain the same number of people. Okay. This next bullet, Mike. Wait, can I, can I, but what happens if everybody on, in PVP on one side has an ability that does all this AOE damage? What, uh, what's stopping them from just pressing their ability over and over and over again? Nothing. This is meant to nuke the crap out of Zergs, out of large groups, to keep people from from constantly grouping up like that and storming a particular uh, objective. Yeah, but what if that group of Zergs keep using that (laughs) to anybody that's opposing them? That's when strategies come into play. You're going to have to break up into smaller groups. You're going to have to, each smaller group is going to have to have its own healer. So, you know, a group of six or seven people, one or two people in that group are going to have to have healing staffs. Um, and you're not going to stand on top of each other like they currently do. Yeah. Um, have they mentioned anything about AOE tanking? Like, <laughs> I know Avarum was having trouble with uh, uh, a little being bit. able to pull a few. Yeah, a little bit. Later on, later on down, we'll, we'll get into that because uh, it is kind okay. of, it is semi-specific. Um, Archon in the chat room is also saying something that, that we should say as well. AOE changes will affect mobs too. So this isn't just a PvP change. This is a this is a game, this is an all-around game change. Um, but it's I think you're gonna feel its effect mostly in, in PvP. That's why I keep harping on that. And now remember, this isn't an increase to the amount of damage taken. This is the number of people affected. So, you know, that first six people, they're going to get hit for 100%. So right now, let's say you have 20 people in a group, six people would get hit, and you could heal those six people, and it's kind of a crapshoot. The rest of the Zerg stays alive. What this is saying is six people are going to get hit for 100%. Then you're going to have 16 that are going to get hit for for half damage, half so fifty percent. Yeah, and then the rest of the group is going to take twenty five. So you're not going to be able to out heal the damage, but you're you're playing the odds that you're not going to be one of the first six at the at the epicenter. So you know, yeah, you're you know, right now they can out heal the damage taken because only six people or seven people take damage in a current in the way it's currently set, it's and awesome. you can heal that much that yeah. fast too it's also so, going to make a couple of uh really damaging uh, a small group is definitely going to be able to have a lot of um a good solid chance against a large zerg coming at an objective it's going to make that small group if they have a lot of aoe's it'll give them a chance to survive okay it's it's going to have you know that large zerg is going to be broken up into a lot of smaller tactical groups yeah, yeah so it's just going to change the way that you see player versus player activity going on. All right. This is a big one too. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Okay. So let me scroll back down. So three classes abilities, uh, will now offer you a choice to use stamina instead of magicka when you morph that skill. Three and class so for somebody like myself or a Varwin who oh my has God. a ton of stamina. Yeah. You know, right now I have to balance enough magicka to be able to use certain abilities where one of the, the morphs on some of those skills are going to be allowing me to use, to pull it off of my stamina instead. So I can you know, pretty much say, I don't need any magicka at all, or I don't need any stamina at all, depending on how your build is made. Three, three class abilities per class are going to give you that choice when you morph the skill to, to morph it to something that uses magicka or stamina. 
three class abilities per class. Now, do you think that's like right now there's 15 total class abilities plus three ultimates. Do you think that means that there's going to be nine class abilities plus, you know, and then the other six be just the way they currently are? Or do you think that is um, three class abilities uh, per character? Like, you know, I'm an, as a Nightblade, do uh, I get three or do you think I, it's a nine? I, I have. I, I think I it's a, a one per, you know, like in Templar, yeah. you have Dawn's Rat or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so no, one from each per of tree. The, yeah, per yeah. tree. I, I think that, it's going to be one per tree, but yeah, that, that's how I took it. I know, like for example, with the sorcerer, the one that they actually gave the example for was the clan fear pet. Uh, that I guess you could, I guess, up the damage of it based off of your stamina or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know that that's one of the three for the sorcerer. Okay. All right, um, let's see. We got to keep going. Um, yep. Next one. So then any ability that uses magic will now scale off of your magicka and your spell power uh, and your spell crit versus right now it pretty much goes any which way you want. So I assume that means like your staffs will now scale off of your magicka and spell power versus like your bladed weapons going off of um, your uh, weapon damage and your stamina. Right. Uh, but also, you know, the new class skills will also be in that same category. Yeah, so any ability that uses Magicka will now scale off of Magicka, Spell Power, and Spell Crit. So it yeah, makes it real easy to understand. Yeah, right now it's kind of you know confusing depending on which of the abilities you use. Uh, during 1.6, uh, there looks like there's going to be a free respec of your skills and morphs. Uh, and then, um, you know, we had talked about this last week where they said there was going to be uh, a lower cost for a while so that we could get used to it. Uh, some of the tooltips were completely reworked to add more clarity. Uh, so, for example, uh, a tip uh, for you DPS folk out there, when 1.6 drops, stack your critical chance. Your uh, crit will give you more damage uh, when you huge burst damage in PvP. So, um, yeah, so it'll give you more, yeah, more damage when you stack your criticals. Um, so that's the big changes coming with uh, some of uh, the abilities and your uh, damage oh, yeah. and your AOEs. Absolutely. All right. One last thing. And uh, Liz, over to you on, on changes to, to the hard caps. Okay. When It says when a tank takes damage, they have the potential to mitigate that damage taken by 50%. Currently, that is harder to reach the closer they the closer to get to that 50% value. And to make tanks more, much more survivable, they are removing the diminishing return effect tanks receive when attempting to reach that 50% damage mitigation. Essentially, this means as a tank, you'll require less health and less healing to stay alive. Yeah. This was something I was, I was unaware of, that the hard cap, for, for mitigating damage is 50%. So if, if a boss throws 100, 100 damage out to you, you will never be able to mitigate more than 50 points of that damage. Now, getting there is very, very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, the closer you get to that, that 50% mitigation, you start receiving diminishing returns where it gets harder and harder to, to get to that point after a certain threshold. Well, they're taking that away. They're getting rid of it to increase survivability among tanks. 
So I I, uh, I thought that was that was pretty a pretty good thing. All right, um, we've got we've got uh, tons more for you. But before we go on, is there is there anything that we want to sort of stick on or stay on or talk about or call out before we go to all the uh, different stuff going on with some of these skills? Oh, let's move on. Go. Yep. All right. Hey, guys ready? Rob, you haven't said much. Stop. You're doing great, man. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, who's ready for toys? Because your skills are going to be better. 1.6 brings these new changes to your ability. Abilities. Um, now, Rob, uh, go ahead and take uh, the first couple of these. All right. The first one, Inferno. That's the Dragon Knight ability. Uh, before 1.6, this was for Ultimate Generation. That's mainly what it was used for. But now that that is a standardized rate, uh, there's a new version of Inferno, which is similar to Mage Light, uh, that it gives you a spell crit bonus, and it shoots out fireballs that uh, hit nearby enemies. Um, and you'll only be able to get one major critical buff, so that uh, so that component would not stack with mage lights because of the uh, the buff changes they're making. One major, one minor. So the two would not essentially work well together. Yeah, we got more on that later as well. Right. Next up is reflective scale. Cue the dragon knight cry out. <laughs> now it is only going. It is going to be limited to the number of projectiles that it can reflect. I believe, if uh, memory serves me correct, that number is four. So, uh, yeah, it'll reflect four abilities or four projectiles. Then you'll have to use it again. Move, <laughs> moving on to uh, that. That really does suck, though. But uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to uh, blinding flash for the Templar. This ability has been scrapped and replaced with Radiant Destruction. Now, this is a channeled attack. You can use it range, and the lower health the enemy has, the more damage it does. So it's kind of like... Um, two-handed thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can call it two-handed thing. Thing, excuse me. Uh, More like a finisher. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a finisher, uh, and it also kind of makes me think of like uh, Templar's personal Jesus beam or soul assault for those that don't know what Jesus beam is. <laughs> so, all right, uh, moving on to the Nightblade. Haste has been replaced uh, with Grim Focus. This is a duration buff which grants the minor damage done buff for about 20 seconds. Attracts uh, how many times you have attacked a target. Once you've done eight attacks, it swaps to a new attack that allows you to summon a spectral bow, which shoots the enemy for a high amount of damage. This is really cool because it's a highly interactive ability. Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, next, we've got uh, Clan Fear and Familiars for the Sorcerer. Perk your ears up on this one. Your Clan Fear, your Familiar, all right, will now take less damage, especially from AoEs. Woo! From area attacks, pets can now critically hit, and their critical chance is based on your own critical chance. Oh. New morph of Daedric Curse called Daedric Prey, your pets will deal more damage to that target, and they're also increasing the survivability of the clan fear in general. All right, new alliance versus alliance abilities, new PvP abilities like Magicka Detonation in the Assault Tree. This goes hand-in-hand with the AoE changes. All right, ranged ability with a cast time that delays for six seconds after being applied that does really high AoE damage when it explodes. 
again in the assault tree, a new one called Vigor. It's a stamina-based ability that will heal all of your allies. A stamina-based ability that will heal all of your allies. (laughs) Crazy, huh? Uh, If you have all your points in stamina, you can use this a lot, and it will crit using your melee critical. That's really cool. It's going to give somebody like me a healing option in PvP. Mm. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, man, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, now in the support tree, you've got revealing flare. You throw this out into an area and it reveals all stealthed enemies in the area. Now it's heavy with the magic usage, so be careful with it. And as a stealther, you do have some time while the projectile is in the air to dodge out of the area and not get, uh, and not get uncovered when it lands. But revealing flare will throw it's you, you throw this thing out and it reveals stealth enemies in the area so it's, it's definitely cool. i remember when i was talking last week about you know wanting to have increases to you know uh stealth this is that opposite there right there you, know, you have uh you're able to stay in stealth and you know hidden as a night blade for a much longer time if you put in those points into your tree but this is going to you know pull you out of stealth and available to everybody oh yeah not right. just mages, not just people going into the mage line. Just, yeah, everyone in general. Yeah. And you can be up on the tower throwing this out, you know, and around you. Another one from the support tree is called Guard. And this is a toggle ability. And what this does is any projectile that would hit a nearby ally, ally will hit you instead. Uh, you can combine it, for example, with Dragonite Reflective Scale to send those projectiles back towards enemies. This, this is part of the reason why they're they're nerfing reflective scale. Oh, because I just before that last point where the uh, projectiles could go back to the enemies, I was just thinking if Arwen's going to use this over and over again, over again, sacrificing himself because that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he was going to find a way to put it on you so that uh, you know ah! you would keep getting all the arrows. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, no. Well, uh, speaking of, of Templars, Liz, why don't you uh, pick up the, the, the next couple here? The backlash for the Templar. It will have a magic morph and a stamina morph. The damage this skill does will, will scale off your max magicka or max stamina. Now, your party minimals will be able to cast this versus before in 1.6. The AoE damage effect would trigger automatically before 1.6. Yeah. Yeah. So with with backlash, okay. First of all, this is going to be one of the Templar oh, skills like that that, um, that when you morph it, you can use stamina or magicka. All right. Um, now your your party members will have the ability to to trigger the damaging effect that backlash has instead of it just ticking down and ticking by, uh, and then finally go off. When your when your enemies are clo- when your when your party members are close, they can they can choose to set this uh, damaging ability off, and you won't have to wait for it. Mm. Um, that that comes into into that becomes useful when you have a boss with a bunch of mobs around it, and one tank trying to hold them all together, and you know for sure like that's the moment when you want to do a lot of AOE damage. That's when that helps out. Uh, Liz, the next one, please. 
The next one is Radial Sweep for the Templar. Will now add a pulsing damage aura for six seconds and offers a morph that lets you take less damage uh, with each target hit. I like that. Radial Sweep is awesome. Yeah, that's our that's our favorite ultimate, right, Liz? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and Mike, the last three here. So from the Sorcerer's uh, Destructive Touch will now have a, uh, a dot effect. Uh, so it will work better with other skills that do more damage and cost less. So uh, damage over time effect here. Um, the Templar is going to have a dark flare for those evil Templars, I guess. Uh, you will receive a buff uh, to your next direct target damage attack. Uh, so the Nightblade has a lot of these where uh, you, know, you hit it and then the next thing you hit gives you a, a buff on that attack. Yeah, it's and, a it's a change to the uh, current dark flare skill where you know this is now going to give you a, a buff to your next direct target damaging attack. So you, you throw right. off dark flare, the next damaging attack you do that directly affects one target is going to get buffed in its damage. Doesn't uh, it already have one in uh, the solar flare? Yes, that does this yeah, very similar thing. Yeah, uh, and then from the sorcerer line again, negate magic. Um, will now have a morph that gives major regeneration to those in the area of effect. So I like that. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Give uh, the sorcerer some support uh, capabilities. Now, those are the the uh, new skills and the changes to skills that, that were confirmed by developers. Uh, this is all going to be on the, the PTS... When it finally drops, that you're going to see these these changes to these skills, and I'm sure there's going to be far more out there. But this is what we know for sure. Okay. Now we've got a mixed bag of of just like little factoids that we we picked up throughout the internet here and there um, from all different kinds of sources. Uh, so I'll I'll just start going down uh, the list, I guess, and we'll get. Uh... Actually, no, Rob, would you mind taking the first couple of bullets there? Yeah, sure. Cool. All right. First off, Templars will receive a buff in damage, uh, like the skill Dawn's Wrath. Uh, Dragon Knight Standard will cost more. Ooh. Molten Weapons will become more of an active ability. It'll add dam- more damage done to enemies. All attributes will be given buffs via using the skills on your hotbar. Buffs to weapon slash spell damage, armor or spell resist, weapon or spell crit were grouped together to encourage diversification. Well, it's actually um, end. Weapon and spell damage, armor and spell resist, weapon and spell crit. Those are all grouped okay, together. Got, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, certain morphs of skills will give. Uh, an attack power called Major Brutality, which you'll see on your tooltip, or spell power buff for you to uh, choose from to increase your damage. Tooltips will tell you what attribute will get buffed by using skills, so it's not a mystery. That's that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Stacking abilities on your bar that gives the same buff will not stack that buff's effect and give you more damage output. It'll only serve to refresh that buff. All right, so let's uh, let's stick on that for just a second here. Um, now let's say you've got two skills that that offer increases to armor, 
actually, before we go into that, I think it might be worth it to to sort of uh, discuss a little bit what these these buffs and debuffs they keep talking about are. As you use your skills, your attributes are going to gain are going to get bolstered. They're going to gain buffs. Um, they're going to become more powerful, so you can do more damage. Now, there's a ton of these these buffs and debuffs being talked about. Um, and it gets real confusing right now, so we're going to have to wait to see how this all applies on the PTS. Now, the best I could come up with was, was this example here, in order to sort of like conceptualize how this is all going to work out. Uh, let's say you've got two skills that, that offer increases to your armor attribute, and they'll also increase your spell resist as well. Now, these effects are not going to stack if you use them both at the same time versus just one of them. Okay, so so you've got two skills, you use them both, they, they, they're going to offer that increase to armor, but they're not going to stack on top of each other. So if one skill gives you, you know, adds 60 to your armor rating and the other skill adds 60 to your armor rating, that won't be a total of 120 to your armor rating. Which I think some of that stuff is what's happening right now, isn't it? Like there's, you can stack like some of these skills. You can stack and stack and stack. So yeah, you know some of these. It's kind of like you know an exploit. Yeah. So this is going to take that away, but it's going to give you some other cool things in exchange, though. Right. So so that's not going to happen anymore. All right. Um, these effects are not going to stack. However, you will still gain the utility effect that these two skills usually offer. Such as, if one had offered an immunity to knockback, and the other offered a damage return to enemies when they attack you, you'll still get that. But you're not going to gain stacking increases to your, to your attributes. Yeah. Did I explain And when it properly? says it refreshes, it's just it starts the timer, like the 60 armor points. Let's say you've already gone five seconds in and you hit the next one that gives you the damage return. It's going to reset that timer to whatever the total, you know, on that new one is. It's just not going to stack it on top. Right. But you would still have the immunity to knock back for as long as that timer's running. And then you would have the damage return on the new one. All right. Uh, questions, comments, concerns? Just like to bring up something real quick and then uh, we can move on. But uh, Holy Knight 297 in our chat room has a. Really good example of this. It says, so I can't use Bound Armor and Thunder Presence. Basically, exactly. You won't be able to use those two for increased armor. Since those come with a minor buff as well, uh, it, you will get the minor buff of the last one that you activated. So the Thunder Presence, you'll get the speed buff or the extended duration of it, but your armor will not go higher and higher by using both. Right. So you, you'll still you'll still gain the benefit of using the skill, but um, whatever whatever stat increases are associated with that with that one skill is not going to be added to uh, a skill that offers the same sort of stat increase. Maybe that's an easier way of saying it. Which, by the way, I worked my butt off trying to figure that out. This crap's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you have any idea how many how long that took me to figure that out? I'm not a min maxer. <laughs> All right, Rob, please continue. 
Alright. A minor ultimate buff will exist that'll give you one point of ultimate per second for a few seconds. This is how you will now generate ultimate. This means an increase in ultimate generation for some classes and skills, and it will also mean a decrease in ultimate generation for some classes and skills. Uh, basically, from what we can tell, this is already on top of the normal three ultimate per second that you gain for attacking or healing in combat. Uh, some ultimates will give you a major damage reduction buff. Some will offer a major outgoing damage debuff to your targets. Alright. Stealth. They want Shadow Cloak to feel like an escape. They're continuing their ongoing effort to remove the bugs that take you out of stealth when you use Shadow Cloak. Thank God. Tem yeah. That, oh, that hold on. Well, I don't even use it as a, as a Nightblade. I don't use it because it, it drives me nuts. You know, the, the 0.8 seconds or whatever it is, it's like you cannot get away from whatever's attacking you before you come out of stealth. Right. It, it's ridiculous. And, you know, if you do anything at all, it freaks you out of stealth. It's a useless thing right now. Yes. Uh, no Pants Happy Dance in the chat room is saying... <laughs> uh, great name. <laughs> uh, is saying, so does the better buff override a weaker one? No. It doesn't. Uh, the the major buffs are are all basically going to do the same things for the same attribute. So if you've got if you've got a major armor buff, it's going to do the same the same thing no matter what. Uh, but you will also gain minor buffs as well, and all the minor buffs will do the same thing to, to all of the same attributes. That's that's sort of what we understand this to to uh, to be. And, and, you know, like some of the people are saying in the chat room, this, a lot of confusion is probably going to clear up once we actually get our fingers into, into this on the PTS. Alright, um, Liz, the, uh, the next couple of, uh, bullets, please. I've totally lost place. Um. Uh, you're right above where, where your cursor is. Just oh. right above that one. Yeah. Okay, the Templar is getting a new execute skill in Donrath's skill line. Yeah! Yay! And armor will now also give you spell resist. We said that before. Heavy gives you a lot of armor and spell resist, etc. The dual wield skill line, the new ability which lets you take less damage from AoEs. The stamina abilities will do damage based on weapon damage, max stamina, and crit based on physical crit. The magical abilities will do damage based on max stamina, spell crit, and spell power. The goal is for all classes to be able to heal DPS and take effectively. Healing ability for classes, especially the Nightblade, will receive an increase, including changes to some of the ultimate skills to aid with outgoing heals. Yay. And the taunt mechanic in the game is being reworked to taunt immunity is very limited at the moment. What so, does that mean? Yeah, it means that the taunt mechanic in the game they feel is very limiting right now. So they're trying to rework how taunting works. Uh, just to just to sum uh, up, oh. yeah, just to sum up some of the things. Okay, uh, Templars are getting a big DPS hike overall. Yes, uh, one of the ways they they look to do this, they're putting an execute ability in the Dawn's Wrath skill line, um, which we talked about earlier, and it's all but confirmed that 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 one skill might be it. Um, armor is also going to give you spell resist, like we had said earlier. Here's the big one. Dual wielding skill line. There's going to be a new ability, which lets you take less damage from AoEs. 
Less damage from AoEs in the dual wielding skill line. I'm excited about that, but I hope it's an instacast. Yeah. Because I could see it now. They'll put like a two second timer on it. The the AoE, you'll see it coming in. It'll go off before you can hit the the mm-hmm. uh, the counter ability. Uh, stamina abilities, right? They're going to do damage based on your weapon damage, your max stamina, and crit based on your physical crit. And the same thing is going to apply for your magicka abilities as well. So, and we had said that earlier. Uh, Liz got real excited about that. Um, how your character does damage is going to become really, really simple to understand. Yeah, because right now I know that I've got a lot of abilities that I'm not sure if they're weapon crit or magicka crit. So, you know, I've got you know tons of skills going into both of them, trying to, you know, bump up like my execute versus, you know, my regular attacks. So that'll make it a heck of a lot easier to determine what armor and gear you want to put on based on what kind of uh, weapons you're using. All right. That's it. That's all we got. Questions, comments? This taunt immunity. Are they talking about the enemies that, oh, you can't use that ability on this enemy? Uh, no. Or like you running around last night going, he's not not keeping aggro. No, no, that's not what that is. No. Okay. That's what what it is, is... um, when when you when you're a tank and you taunt something, okay, you've got a certain amount of of uh, times you can use that ability before it just doesn't taunt the the um, the enemy anymore. And like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, like like puncture. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because I kept pressing the button and then yeah, I was losing enemies. Yeah, you do it exactly the way I do. You just spam until you have no more stamina. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm like, why isn't this doing anything? Yeah, okay. All right. Um, anything else, guys? Want to go back over anything at all? Okay. I think most of them are really cool, so I'm yeah. excited about a lot of them. Again, just to call it out there, there's two things I want to call out. Um, the whole purpose of doing this is to make any character have the ability to tank, DPS, and heal effectively depending on what armor weapon and skills whether it be guild skills um, or class skills they want you to do all that stuff effectively they don't want one class being known as the better healer or one class being known as the better tank they don't want that that's what this is all looking to do Um, and again when does this come out is a question that's in the chat room. We don't know yet. Zoss hasn't said anything. They said January it's going to be live on the PTS. A, this is going to change the game fundamentally from the ground up and the top down. There is nothing out there that exists right now in the form of fact on how to build your character that will hold true after 1.6 finally comes out. Nothing. That's how broad this change is going to be. It's like a brand new game. So, so make sure you get on that PTS if you have the ability to make sure you, you play it and you put the feedback in. Don't just play it to play it. You know, like a lot of people play betas that, oh, it's, you know, I can see what the game is about. <laughs> no, play it. And if you find something broken, if you find something's not working, you know, make sure you put in those comments and say, hey, what the heck? You know, I can't get into uh, into uh, stealth as a Nightblade. I should be able to get into stealth as a Nightblade. This Shadow Cloak sucks. 
Well, I wouldn't use the word sucks. I would use constructive wording. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually downloading the PTS right now. I thought I had it on my computer, but I guess that was before everything got erased. And uh, yeah, it's slow going. So just set it overnight. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's reloading. The, it's re-downloading the whole game. So it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have the patch when one six does drop to load in after that. All right, here's here's another big topic, uh, as we like to call the pink elephant in the room. Tamriel's rumors section, guys. <laughs> ESO is going free to play in six months or less. Okay, dude, you're just making it easy for somebody to take <laughs> that clip of your voice. There might be an explosion. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the rumor. The rumor is is that ESO is going free to play in six months or less. That is the rumor. Um, all right, so let's see how do we how do we tackle this one? Um, I guess with a little bit of history first. So so where this rumor stems from? It's it's quite it's creating quite the um, quite the storm on the internet. Is um, Zoss quietly quietly removed their six month subscription? plan as an option now why would that indicate free to play well if you know your other mmos and you know your history uh and if you know mmo gamers who who uh cry wolf uh this uh this has become an indication for for these for these folks that that the game is going is going free to play now currently you can you can choose from their one month option which is 14.99 a month or their three-month option, which is thirteen ninety-nine a month. Um, there has been nothing official from Zoss, with the exception of uh, a, uh, a European. I think it was one of the European developers had said something on their forum saying the reason why they removed the six-month subscription plan uh, was because that it was not a, a uh, an option that many people were using, and that's the reason why they had they had moved that. Uh, removed it. This has caused a lot of um, a lot of controversy over this whole thing, and a lot of a lot of people just honestly don't believe what this guy said. Um, I'm one of them. I I don't really think that that's this is what they're saying. I can understand that, but why would you remove it? Is <laughs> is another thing. So I can totally understand that. All right, let's let's go around the room a little bit. All right, let's start with Mike. What do you think about this? Well, I had a six-month plan. Um, I know a lot of people didn't that started the game with us. You know, they couldn't afford a six-month plan. You know, they charge you the six months all at once. So a lot of people were saying, you know what? Let me just pay for the the one month, or you know, like if you want a, a sixty-day game card, or whatever the case might be, you you know, you'd get the game card and. You know, what do you do for the rest of it? And so it allowed, you know, having smaller increments allows for people to have more options of, do I pay with a game card? Do I subscribe for one month, three months versus, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this game. Do I lock in for six months to save an extra dollar or 50? I think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a huge amount that you saved, um, but it guaranteed that you were going to play for six months. Uh, you know, even still, I mean, three months for, you know, thirteen ninety nine per month. You know that three months is is still quite a commitment for some people, but you know it, it's it's not the yeah. 
what are you going to do? I mean, if not a lot of people use the six month, why would you keep the six month going? Um, you know, it versus a three month or a one month, especially if game cards become more ubiquitous that uh, you can pay, you know, for one month or three months with a game card. Now, listen, listeners, this game is not going free to play. Everything that you have heard on the internet, there's some video out there by some derpadoo who's like, oh, it's going free to play in six months or less. And here's all the reasons why I think so. Okay. It's crap. I hear a Make lot. Sure you of, get the inhaler. I go. I hear a lot know, of fear mongering. There's a lot of fear mongering, and there is a lot of fear. And this is not the first time that we've been up against this beast. Okay, when when Zoss had layoffs. Okay. Everyone said this game is going free to play. Bull. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, we heard this argument before. With the layoffs and stuff. It didn't happen. Layoffs are common for a newly launched MMO because they bolster their numbers with temp employees to finish the game and make it go live. My God, I, I work at a college where we have a huge gaming community. And I'm not talking like, you know, people that just play the games, but we have like courses and we have a thing called a co-op. And the number of people that get jobs for six months with these gaming companies is ridiculous. And literally some of them, I had a friend who, he thought it was the greatest job in the world. He would play games for 20 hours a week, write down what kind of thing broke the game, go to bed, and do it all again the next day. Uh, and so, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I got a question, what college do I work for? It's the Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, they have a huge gaming uh, program over there for those that want to go to college to learn how to make games. We have a huge number of people that go on to work for uh places like Bethesda and um, uh, Rockstar. You know, so we see this all the time where you know, they will come in and they'll say, we need 20 or 30 you know, short-term employees to come and work for us. You know, and they'll get these co-ops for six months, for a, sem- uh, a semester, a summer, to come in and work for them. And then at the end of it, you know, see ya. Here's the door. You know, it was nice working for you. Maybe we'll see you again in a couple of years when we do our next game. We got one guy here, and I'm going to introduce him right now. Ah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me! Man, that's some bullshit. Ah, come on! Rage of the Week! Alright, this poor man is foaming at the mouth over this. Let's go, I don't Rob. I think he has fingernails left. Holy what cow, you- look at him chew him. What do you got <laughs> for us, Rob? Why do you think this game's not going free to play? Alright. I have two things that I need to accomplish here. Um, I need to do this without dropping the F bomb. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and I also need to do do this without waking up my children. So it's just oh my I've watched this video four damn times. Four times. Okay. Trying to see if maybe there's something that I that I missed with with watching this. All right, I gave I gave this clown shoes four views on his damn stupid sit here and talk to you and gab for seventeen freaking minutes about why it's going free to play. He brings up the fact that uh, the six month sub went away. Okay, and it'd be perfectly honest. Th- th- this bothered me. A lot, and sure. in 
And in in all you know, in all seriousness, everybody that has been in our uh, in our team speak, especially this past weekend, has heard me just go off. In fact, they're like egging me on, you know. But <laughs> but 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 to be perfectly honest about this whole thing, is the fact that. It piqued my interest, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say that this guy is a, is a freaking idiot, okay? I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is tell you that this piqued my interest enough where they, they said that all these previous games went free, to pl- or, uh, went free to play shortly after a subscription was removed. You know what I found? I found that SWOTOR was the only one in that list that had any sort of documentation on the whole freaking internet that that six-month subscription went away prior to going free-to-play. And when I say a source, I don't mean just some forum where people are talking about it. I'm talking real sources. Actual freaking journalism. I just spit on my monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Okay, before I start just like flipping out and going, oh, no, it's a bunch, you know, bunch of fear mongering, do, do some freaking homework. And then I come back, of course, and I, I, I didn't see any of this. I've seen so many freaking posts saying, oh, well, Riff did this, uh, Age of Conan did this, uh, I don't know what other games they had, uh, Warhammer. Well, they mentioned Warhammer, that, yeah. That, that, that did this. Swallowtor was the only one that I found did this before. Surprise, surprise, people. It's run by EA. What did you expect? Seriously? I want to throw out there, Warhammer is being mentioned a lot, okay? Currently, the biggest example people are calling out is is Warhammer Online with with this, that it went free-to-play. Now, it didn't... Warhammer Online did not go free-to-play for any other reason other than they lost their licensing contract because it was a terrible game at the time, and it their licensing contract didn't get renewed. Now, let me throw this out there to you, okay? Zoss doesn't have that issue. They're owned, fully owned by ZeniMax Media. That's the same company that owns Bethesda. They don't require licensing. Warhammer Online did. It wasn't a good game. They lost their license. So it went free-to-play to keep it around. There you go. Every other game that, the, that, that people are calling out that did this, we have... We've done extensive research. It's just not true. You can't find this information out there. If you have it, please let me know. Seriously, like, I, I tried looking. I tried looking to the point where I got freaking dizzy. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this because it's just like... <laughs> Listen. I mean, it's got, it's got me fired up so much. I mean, this is, this is freaking ridiculous. Swotor, Swotor went free to play in its first year. And the reason it did that was because, A, it's, it's being run by Electronic Arts, EA, EA Games. Most of EA's uh, MMOs, they're all free to play, okay? But its subscription numbers after the first month or so had always been dwindling to the, to the point where it had to announce free to play within its first summer. I was there. I remember that. I remember when SWOTOR went free-to-play. I was podcasting about SWOTOR when it went free-to-play. So you can't... You, <laughs> I, I know the reasons why why they, they went free-to-play, okay? And so <laughs> you can't apply that to, Zen, to, to Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online's 
their subscription base, sure, it's fluctuated, but currently, the last numbers that we have, which is five months ago, from Superdata, all right, 772,374 active subs. Now, that may not sound like a lot to you, but that is actually a lot. The, the, um, uh, the MMO industry recognizes you know, over 700,000 active subscriptions. There's a lot of people subscribed to this game, and that was five months ago. That was before any of the, the awesome game content that we've received dropped. And you know it, and I know it, and everyone in this, in this podcast knows it. If you've played the game, you've seen a lot of people come back to this game. Oh, I've seen at least seven people that we played with in that first month that, you know, have come back and are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed all this. You know, it, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, like perfect example here. OK, I recently leveled up a Daggerfall character. All right. This was before Christmas. All right. Now, I hardly saw anybody in the noob zones. But this past weekend when I, you know, I rerolled a character and was playing again in the noob zones. There was a quest where I had to gather these, you know, these items. All right, there's like the harpy egg ones in the Daggerfall area. I was fighting with players over collecting four or five of these these eggs because, they, like, they weren't spawning fast enough. There were so many players in there. You like, are, are you serious? Like, losing subs. There's more people in the game now than there's been in months. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and I just want to point something out here. That seven hundred seventy-two thousand that comes out to eleven point. Five or eleven point six million dollars a month that they're taking in from just game subs, not including you know buying the the game, buying all of the extra little stuff like you know the guar pets and things like that that all of us are buying, you know these kind of things, you know that um, you know that they're raking the money in from. So you know, are, is it going free to play? I, really, if they're making that kind of money per month, five months ago, look at look at the streamers. There's more people streaming this game than ever before, and they're they're close to the console launch. Console launch is coming, they're saying, anytime in spring or early, or at the latest, early summer. That's what industry insiders are saying. That didn't come from ZeniMax. Industry insiders are saying this. That's expected to grow the, uh, the, the uh, subscription base. If the game is going free to play, why the hell? Would they go free to play before that ever happens? And why the hell would they go free to play in the 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 last two business quarters after console launches? They got to analyze the numbers. They got to figure out have we peaked, and if so, are we are we going up? And what's going to make us go up even further? This game is not going free to play in 2015 for the for the sole fact that they haven't launched this on consoles and they need to, when it finally does come out on consoles, they need to evaluate it for at least a business quarter or two. That takes us to the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016. Who the hell says this game is going free to play in six months? Get off the goddamn internet because you're an ass. You are an idiot and you are creating fear and you are fear mongering for a community that is absolutely fantastic. So, listeners, please, take this for what it is. This is not fact. It is a rumor. And we haven't he- we've heard this before. This isn't EA. This isn't Perfect World Entertainment. It's not Activision. 
for God's sakes, this is ZeniMax Media and ZeniMax Online Studios. This is the, the, the sister company of Bethesda. Bethesda, a company who was told time and again that Morrowind was going to miss its mark. You guys are wasting your money. No one's going to get this game. Bethesda was told that. You could still buy Morrowind. It's still an amazing game. <laughs> and it did very, very well. They have a company culture here of not talking about uh, not talking about the negative. I know that for a fact, but they also have a company culture of just not giving up. And when you have when you have game developers out there like Paul Sage who refuses to allow you to dye your weapons in the game because he doesn't want to see you running around with a pink sword, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> who do you think is going to allow this game to go free to play and just allow a cash shop to go rampant inside this game? I, and I, mean, I can't have my flying pink guar, you know, with the pink lance and, you know, a purple helmet that I can buy at a cash shop. Come on. The hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I now, think one, just like, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, one big point, you know, somebody's saying, well, why did they drop the six month? And I, I think, you know, that we have two really good points here. Yeah. That I just highlighted on the screen for us that you know both xbox and the playstation have a 12 and a three month plan and so if you're going to have a you know if you're going to bring these to consoles why would you not at least match one of their plans so that you know hey you've got to pay for your three months of xbox live to play this game here's a three-month plan for eso to go with it you know versus if you pay for a six month and then you drop your xbox live you know well you can't play i personally think that dropping the six-month plan is to bring this game more in line with, with console gamers, which is a total different beast in and of itself. But that doesn't mean that this game is going free-to-play in six months. It doesn't mean that... It doesn't mean anything. It, it, all it means, it, to me, what I see out of this is they're launching the console Yeah. In in the spring. That's what I see out of this. And I think the thing is, is we, a lot of these guys that are out there fear-mongering don't have the console game mindset. For us, I mean, how many of us went on that Steam sale and picked up games for $5? You know, you can't do that with an Xbox Live game. You know, yeah, you got some, you know, indie games that they'll get you, you know, for free on your, if you log into their plan. But, you know, most of the time you're paying full price for all the games. You know, no matter what, you know, game it is, no matter how old it is, you're paying 40, 50 bucks for that game. And so, you know, the, the fear I think that a lot of them are going to have is that, well, I've got to buy the game for 50 or 60 bucks. I got to buy my subscription for, you know, and I don't want to get hit with a number like $75 for a subscription for six months. And I've got to buy three months of Xbox Live. You sure. know, so by taking that 70 something dollar one away, you know, it makes it a little more tolerable to the Xbox Live gamer that, hey, I got to buy the game. You know, it's going to cost me another, what, $30, $40 for the subscription, you know, for three months of subscription, plus I get a month for free. And, you know, I have to pay my Xbox, you know, Live subscription plan on top of that. This this game is being developed and has been developed for for consoles, okay? they're 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 retooling the UI. For consoles, we know that's a fact. We also know a fact 
is that they've been working on the console version of this game for both place, uh, PlayStation for both PS4 and Xbox One since way before this game ever launched. We know that's a fact. All right. They've also the the debate on on um, are you going to have to still pay a sub fee or or the PlayStation Network uh, Xbox Live fee when you play this game has been out there too since before this game launched. If they were going free to play. Why not launch it as a free-to-play game if any of that is an indicator? My whole point in all of this, ladies and gentlemen, okay? My whole point in all of this is do not let this scare you into not playing the game, not enjoying the game. Don't let this scare you. This isn't the first time we've heard BS fear-mongering coming from the general internet who know jack about this game. Many of them probably have not played it. Right. That 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 freaking numb nuts that put out that video. I'd love to see what his character looked like if he even had one. This guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Kotaku doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. IGN doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Big surprise. When do they ever know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this 1993. game? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm not convinced until it happens. What I'm upset about is that Zoss hasn't taken this this beast on yet because that's what's creating a lot of the scare. Is that, oh my, why would they say anything if the game was going free-to-play? Now is not the time to make the statement. And that's a correct thing to say. I implore you, Zenimax, please, get something out there. Other than the current statement that is out there, because not a lot of people believe it. Please get something else out there, because I know you like to ignore the negative, but the fact of the matter is that I don't think this is really something that you should ignore. There's a lot of people here that are very worried... And I think needlessly. Yeah. And, you know, it's fear-mongering. They're going to use that kind of negative attention to bring attention to sell, you know, hits on their website or whatever the case might be. So Rage played right into that guy's hand by hitting his website four times. You know, it's like buying newspapers. Yep. So, yeah, neckbeard out there on YouTube, you're welcome. (laughs) All right. Um Anything else from anyone else on on this? Uh, Liz, what do you think? Do you think the reason that that right now they took away the six months is because the console will come in six months? Like Mike said uh, about the subscriptions that PlayStation and Xbox have, I think that makes sense. I I think that's exactly what this is, yeah. I think it's, it's there to help line them up better with, you know, why do you want to be, you know, paying and not playing? Or paying, you know, at multiple different times. One shot, one deal, you're all done. You play your PlayStation bill, you pay your game bill all at the same time. Three months guaranteed play without, you know, with complete overlap. I was going to play Devil a- Devil's Advocate on this, but if Arwen scared me so much, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I would. physically felt it like in my toes, like my toes curled. You had to go and change, you know, your pants and everything else. You know, you scared well, you so much. I, I feel like I need a security blanket. <laughs> well, the cat left the room. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, somebody in the chat room had said, uh, free-to-play isn't the end of the world. I know it's bad, but it's, the game's still there. It's not ending. Well, a lot of people feel that um, that the the game as they know it, would end because it brings you know let's let's be honest you know free to play games carry with it a lot of riffraff in the community and a yeah. lot of a lot of things that that people don't like like development for a cash shop to support the free to play model 
and actual game content is no longer being developed. That's what people are afraid of. I'm a little spoiled because I started with a free-to-play game um, as Rift, and it did a very good job with what they did. So I maybe I just don't have the experience or the bad experience of uh, that. So, Well, Rift is kind of a... a- a bad example because of you know in my personal opinion it's the best of the free to play models that's right. out they're right. you know they're they're making their sparkly unicorns but they're also developing new content yeah. where a lot <laughs> and, and and that's fine you can like your sparkly unicorns all you want just keep them out of my freaking tamriel hey exactly. look they have the uh, mm, don't make me start on pets mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, i think you know, if it goes free to play and you start seeing sparkly pink unicorns all of the lore people will will pick at Bethesda's studios, like and right so outside. Yeah. Isn't picking at them now. <laughs> no, not, they'll be out there, like you know, throwing Molotov cocktails at them. What do you mean a pink unicorn? <laughs> they, they basically, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Ivarwin basically took the rage of the week. I'm I'm I am conceding the rage of the week to you, sir. Oh no! Oh, oh. no! <laughs> I mean, you, you said it better better than I could, and in fact, I'm glad that, that you took it because I didn't want to wake up my kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously. Um, had this been a Sunday show or a, or a Saturday afternoon show, I would have lost my freaking mind. Uh, but you know, the, the point is, the reason why this bothers me so much is because it is a topic. Why? Why does this keep coming up? You know, and that—that's just. Yeah, it keeps coming up because of the the sheer amount of hate that this game gets for for no apparent reason. Well, it's, it's like somebody you know has dis dis the game or whatnot, and then they see something online. They're like, "See, see, I told you, I told you, see." Right. Yeah. I look. I'm not convinced. The writing is not on the wall. I've heard that several times, and every single time I hear the writing is on the wall for this game, I, I laugh. I find it funny, because the, la- the writing is not on the wall uh, for free-to-play on this game. I'm not convinced. None of the crap that's been thrown out there as fact is actually fact. It's all a bunch of hearsay and garbage, and people throw it out there. There are some people, not everyone, there are some people that do it on purpose to fearmonger and get views. Most people who are putting content out there that we listen to are just simply scared. And to those people, I say, don't be scared. All right. This isn't the first time we've heard this and it isn't the first time we've had, you know, Oh, if you look at this game that is now free to play, uh, they experience the same thing too. So I guess that means writing's on the wall and no. All right. That's why I brought up the layoffs earlier. Every single time there's a mass layoff at a game company, it's like, oh my god, they're going free to play. No, it doesn't mean that. And it never did. And I said that six months ago. Seven months, eight months ago, however long it was. I almost wonder if some of this is like uh, um, industry espionage, you know, that EA is paying uh, these uh, guys to get out there and scream and yell that ESO is going free to play because they're wouldn't jealous. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Yeah. I expect I expect just about anything these days, you know. But I mean, like, just just the bottom line is, don't be part of the problem. Just play the game, enjoy it. If it is going to go free to play at some point in time, 
then there's really nothing any of us can do about it. Because somebody has already made that decision. Even though we are the consumer of their product, the company would have already made that decision. And there's nothing we can do. We can threaten, you know, kick and scream and whine and cry about it all we want. It's not going to change a damn thing. Chiram's all fired up now. Oh, boy. Yeah, that yeah, thing's they, moving pretty fast. Yeah, all 15 yeah. minutes of fame. Yeah. So, so, listen, guys in the chat room, listen to me, okay? We've been through this before. We're going through it again. It's just a, it's just a silly rumor, all right? Calm down. I'm not convinced. I'm not worried. I'm concerned because, you know, when a lot of people say the sky is falling, you your natural human inclination is to believe the sky is falling. Because how could a million people be wrong? Well, the fact is, is a million people can be wrong. All right. The Earth's not flat, folks. And a lot of people believe that one time, too. Okay. Vaccines don't give you autism. <laughs> I've I listen, I've I've survived and overcome a lot of adversity myself. And just because someone says something isn't the truth doesn't mean it is the truth. If they're saying it's the truth, tell me facts, show me sources. When and just because it happened in the past, is something my father always says, past performance is not an indication of future success. Remember that. All right. Enough. Gameplay, guys. Time to get some fun in. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we had lots of it. guys well here we are in the gameplay section uh we've covered a lot of information we got our blood pressures up and now it's time to kick back relax enjoy some time with our friends and a little time with you later on we've got uh some tweets some emails and um and then we'll uh we'll sign off for the evening so uh let's start off with a little lizinator because we haven't heard from her much in this episode Oh, I was I was countering an, another argument, but I was I'm going back. Okay, hi, hi, <laughs> hi. hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I got presents. I got presents in ESO because of the challenge. Yeah, yeah. What'd I got, got oh from Nurseus Deverworn, which <laughs> what does it sound like? It's, it sounds like narcissistic of Arwen. <laughs> well, from that guy, <laughs> which is not wrong. <laughs> I picture he's just like you, but with like a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, uh, please never grow a mustache. Bizarro <laughs> yeah. of Arwen. <laughs> yeah, Bizarro of Arwen um, uh, sent me two sets of level four or VR4, which is what I am right now, uh, light gear, and um, even some weapons. Now, unfortunately, I had changed over my weapons to a two hander, so I gave you those the seducer set of those mm. and, yeah. you know, made the last piece of it, you know, the two hander for me. But that was really nice. And then Mike sent something. He sent. Ta, <laughs> that's I right. think that's what it was. And Rage gave me Daedric uh, uh, schematic. It's not schematic in this game. It's a motif, motif. style. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, so I was really excited to try that out. But you know what? The dies, 
the dyes on different materials in this game really sadden me. There, I, I think they did that on purpose. Uh, I, I think the I, I can developers, understand. yeah. Uh, I think the developers did not want uh, pink Daedric. You know so what? No, because it, it's all. Well, but the thing is, is that the pink is one of the colors that actually shows up on this thing. That's what's weird. I got to tell you, Liz, in that uh, your uh, your your Daedric outfit is is quite fetching. Oh, I yes. hate it. I mean, I don't hate the style. I because I was I was in the middle of the night. I was getting ready to log off, and I was like, "Wait, I want to dye this before I go to bed." And the only colors that would really work were like black and purple, which everybody else is wearing with Daedric armor. So, um, that might say something that the other colors kind of suck on it. But well, yeah, either that or you need more colors. Maybe well, if as- I switch to medium armor, it'll. Oh no, because I just got that set. Anyway, what? Well, as we as we discovered the other night when we ran that dungeon, the uh, the Daedric outfit that you wear uh, makes your butt shiny. It really does, and and it, it's got that <laughs> flap in the back too, so it, yeah. it kind of flaps with my booty. It's like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then if Arwen can't do anything, because he's like, your character's good looking. <laughs> She's got mud. I won't that. deny that. I know. It's, um. the, it's the flower in her hair. It's it's uh, it's very sweet. Yeah, and I uh, we made another character of Arwen because, uh, well, <laughs> you were saying we need we need to create some characters so that Rage can play with us. Yeah, uh, for some reason I don't remember the exact reasoning. Because because um, we don't play with Rob. That's right. Yeah, we like to. Yeah, like and we wanted to change that. That's because when Rob plays, he likes to uh, give us YouTube videos about farting preachers, and it's hysterical. <laughs> Holy Jesus. I thought that was your job. That's what you sent me last night. God, well, he, so funny. he mentioned it, and I got the linket. Oh, God, I love that. Can we That's... stop the show so we can watch that video one more time? Oh, my God. Farwin laughing at that while he was sick. I, I couldn't breathe over the farting preacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was in pain. and everything. I was I thought, in absolute pain. I thought we killed you. I seriously oh, yeah. did. I, I saw the light. Rob, do you do you currently have that link on you, like readily uh, available? It's hey, in, yeah. Can you post that me, in the chat room? The chat room's got to see second. this. I mean, uh, for God's sake, hey. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Liz. Um, what else? Oh yeah, so I started. I, we both started Dragonites, and he wanted to go EP because he never played an EP character. Okay, fine. Um. No, wait a minute. I thought you were going to play with Rob. Isn't he, you know, DC? That's what I said. Because <laughs> I've got a, a level four DC that I'm waiting to play, you know, because I've just started gold and I like to have like a low level and my, you know, high level that go side by side. And so I always play. So I got a DC that's level four. Yeah, well, I see, have I have a low level DC character as well. Uh, as do I. But because he went AP and, it, you know, for me, it was just that night to test out some Dragon Knight stuff. Um, I decided, oh, my God, why am I doing this? Why don't I if I want to do the Dragon Knight, because I want to start from, you know, scratch. Why don't I just download the PTS? And that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm only at 25 <laughs> percent. But um, we tried that and <laughs> we were trying out our new abilities and we found that one that I'm a steal you kill one. <laughs> that Rage hates. Oh my god! I, took it. I forgot about it, but you know, when I was leveling up, I thought, oh, oh I'll steal this. So if Arwen would use that ability, and then I'd use it right back, and it was just like ping pong with the oh, Absolutely <laughs> hysterical. It was so funny. We're in this one. Uh, we're in this one like ruin area, and and we're just like we're just passing this mob around back and forth and just getting them, smacking them in the face. And then I'd pull him and I'd smack him in the face and Liz would pull him and smack him in the face. It was hysterical. This guy didn't know what to do. 
here, 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 here's a quick impression of, of you damn clown shoes DK. It's like, here, 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 here I come with a two-handed weapon, winding up for a heavy attack, and I hear, ka-ching, poof, and, like, where'd he go? I reveled oh, in it. It was awesome. Every oh. damn time. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, what you gotta get is you gotta get the bow users like myself with the knockback one. Line up the the mobs on like a, a ledge and just knock them off the cliff. It's hilarious to watch. Uh, I gotta try that. I gotta try that. Yeah. I think no, my character fine. on the PTS should be just that I'm gonna piss you off one. That would be hysterical. <laughs> What's Zass the Zass um... is gonna get all these complaints. Yeah, we want to kick Liz out of ESO. She's really pissing us all off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That that'll be the the feedback they get. <laughs> No. Um, what else did I do? Oh, crap. I lost the notes. I was looking for that farting preacher video. Um, <laughs> we, we did so much, uh, in the last, in the last week. It's hard to remember all of it. It really is. It really is. Now, the, most of it was actually spent with, uh, Ivaro and a Rage. And then we did our Craglorn group last night. Craglorn. So I'm yeah. handing that over to both, uh, to you. Hey, all right. Um, so, so Craglorn, I, uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, that was some some pretty awesome stuff. Um, for the last like for the last three months, okay, uh, we've been stuck with uh, the the fight for um, the mob is called the Lost One. We've been we've been stuck on that fight. Uh, now now we how should I how should I put this? Um, all right, so a couple of months ago we we were started up Craglorn we were going through it had, had a lot of fun and then we we got up to uh the lost one fight and no matter how many times we tried we just we just weren't we weren't our characters weren't where they needed to be in order to get through the fight we our, learned a lot of colorful language oh we <laughs> we certainly did um well last was it last night or the night before i think it was last night uh i successfully tanked the lost one fight in Craglorn as a VR7 and our, our little Craglorn group made up of mixed VR levels one shot this fight after many previous attempts scattered over the last three months, trying to improve ourselves, trying to improve our DPS and trying to improve our heals, trying to improve our gear, our strategy and tanking and survivability. Well, we finally did it. So huge shout out to, uh, to Jonesy, Liz and Mike for sticking it out and finally getting over this massive obstacle when, you know, we th- started to think we, we couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of great gamers in this game. We're not min-maxers. We don't do this kind of stuff. We don't look up guides and we can't spend 20 plus hours playing this game every single week. We just don't have the time to do it. So, so this is a tough thing for us. And we finally got through it and just, it just sort of cements my mantra. You never, ever, ever, ever give up. Don't ever give up. I kind of gave up. That's why it took us three months because you didn't have another person. <laughs> well, that last time that uh, you you were playing with us, the last time we played before this one, I thought you left in tears. I mean, that's how how frustrated everybody was at that point in time. Oh, I was close to it. I, and, I was, you know, I was at that point where you're kind of staring at the screen and you could see the veins in your eyes, just like, oh god, yeah. And that's what made me lay off this game for a while and want to go back to Skyrim because, I, well, it's not the only thing, but yeah, it was very, very frustrating. Plus, last night, Evarwin is a way better tank than I am. You have to admit it. I mean, well, he also actually can remember. Now- what VR six, VR seven, VR eight, you know, well, versus true, but... VR one, VR two, VR three. When we first started, 
I mean, Jonesy's the only one who hasn't leveled because he's a VR 14, you know, with his uh, super <laughs> armor there. But the rest of us definitely, you know, we learned a lot over the last three months. We've played a lot. And, uh, you know, then we didn't know what to do with ourselves because the fight took, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Oh, and we had God. planned for two hours worth of play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, it yeah, was we just... were like, okay, bye, guys. <laughs> the boss I... was down. We were like, yay. What do we do? What do we do now? Like, yeah, it she, was like a she total... wasn't even down. She was just turned to stone. <laughs> oh, yeah. She she uh, was defeated before her ads. And yeah. I, I remember getting the last hit on the ad because I used that finisher of the two hander. I was like, yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Liz, Liz did a great job with her with her DPS. It was it was awesome. It really was. And uh, just the, the collective um, excitement and feeling of, of um, accomplishment was just was just readily apparent. I mean, uh, you know, so so congratulations, guys. I mean, uh, it's it's not easy to to overcome something that you can't overcome. There's going to be much harder fights in the future. But you know what? We know we can do it. All we have to do is just take a good hard look at what we're doing and be willing to change that stuff up. And nothing's going to be able to stop us. Nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> we can kill this bitch together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Add right. that one to the list, Liz. I know. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, I I had a lot of fun tanking. I tanked my butt off. I, ta- I tanked. I tanked. Me, a guy who could not understand how to tank in this game, I tanked veteran Darkshade Caverns with the folks over at the uh, UESP Guild. I think it's because he doesn't spam like you and I do. We keep hitting the button until we run out of uh, our resource. Well, he also remembers that what his job is is to keep the enemies off of us, and I forget after I jump three times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, you know, I've I've worked very very hard, and I've I've heard a lot of um, a lot of people, and I've listened to a lot of advice, so. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you saying that I've worked very hard. I've, I've created the gear that I wear. Um, I, I've respect myself three or four times just to make sure. So thank you. Um, yeah, it means a lot. And, uh, I, I, I tanked veteran dark shade caverns and, uh, it took us a long time to, to get the boss, um, probably about three hours. And I think when we signed off, it was six o'clock in the morning, but I finally did it. dude. Oh, I'm telling you, I was, I was. Two feet in. You're not 16 years old anymore. <laughs> no, I, that hurt. I, I woke I bet up. It did. It did. It hurt bad. <laughs> See, this is the sacrifices that we make. These are the sacrifices. I had uh, I had work the next day too. So. Oh my god. Yeah. So I got maybe four hours of sleep. Because I, I work in the afternoon now. Anyway, listen. This is getting too long. Um. So I did that. It was great. I had a lot of fun. I feel really accomplished as a tank so far, and I can't wait to do more. Um. Let's let's hold. On. I don't know, Rob. Are you there? Your camera's off. I don't know. If uh, something no, happened. he he um, stepped away. But uh, okay. Oh crap! I was going to say something about Rob, and I forgot. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. What about you? So uh, I played a ton because everybody was sick here in the house. So uh, uh, my VR uh, eight uh, Nightblade Madriel played a ton. Uh, we went on the Sky Shard hunt with. Uh, ESOTR Akatosh, thanks to Medj and Kodog for organizing that event. Um, because of uh, the time frame on Classic yesterday, I missed the uh, uh, EP one, but you know I heard it was good, so you know hopefully everybody had fun. Uh, Avaro and myself ran the Overland bosses in Dolmens and Swampsville. Uh, I mean Shadowfen. 
Um, I think we had a good time, you know. So uh, we did Hell pretty yeah. good there. Yeah. Um, Great and time. then I got my EP character up to VR1. I uh, completed Cold Harbor with him, so you know it's quite an accomplishment. He was 20, level 25 when I started the Christmas break. Uh, and then just I want to talk really briefly about etiquette while on TeamSpeak, uh, especially if you're <laughs> participating in a large group and a group activity. You don't want to get kicked for that. But, you know, nobody gives a crap what you're naming your horse when, you know, somebody's trying to call out like, you know, the leader of the group is calling up commands as to what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed to be going. No one cares what you named, you know, your horse or your dog or whatever else. You know, so keep the chatter, you know, to like the casual events. And if you're there to, you know, accomplish something in Cyrodiil or uh, Dragon Star Arena or uh, the Ethereum Archives, you know, list, leave the, the air open for the people who are leading the event to, you know, tell people what they're going to be doing. Because they're trying to coordinate 25 to 48 people, you know. So, uh, and then uh, I played a lot of Skyrim. Um, you know. How'd that go? So, um, so pretty good. Um, I worked on, I didn't get to work on my Bosmer, uh, assassin that I've been, uh, uh, streaming mainly because, you know, with being sick and everybody else being sick, I didn't, you know, think that the viewing audience wanted to see, you know, or hear my, uh, very sick sounding voice or, you know, <laughs> all the craziness going on. But I did play my other character, uh, who is the Nord that completed the civil war under the storm cloaks. Um, because that's really the only way I can bring myself to play, um, the uh, Stormcloak storyline was to play a Nord because I felt that he was the only one that uh, the Nords would be the only ones that uh, you know would understand that. Uh, and I'm halfway through the main storyline, and then as we talked yesterday, Mirak has my goat because he stole five Dragon Souls, so he's uh, on my shit list. Uh, <laughs> so I'm off to Solstein to finish that entire questline because I'm tired of killing dragons and then not getting the. Uh, uh, the reward for killing the dragon. I, I like I said on classic, you know, I, that that um, Mirak taking your your uh, dragon souls and all that. I mean, it it really creates that that uh, that point of contention. You just just want to go after this guy with a vengeance after that. Yeah, I mean, I could care less about uh, Harkin and his you know vampire clan. Alduin, yeah, he can sit there for a while while I play around the rest of Skyrim. But Mirak, once you start that and you start, you know, getting into these 10, 15 minute long dragon fights mm. and you're at the end and you're like, oh, I, I can unlock a shout finally, only to find that he stole the soul from you. You're just like, that's it, buddy. You're done for. You're done for. All right. So, so Rob, what's going on in game for you this week, man? Oh, man. I got a lot of stuff uh, contrary to what my notes say because, sorry, I was Air Force, so we believe in uh, bullet points are supposed to be small and you talk to them. Uh, you don't read them. Uh, but first and foremost, um, I caught a lot of hell for this in TeamSpeak, but that's okay. I kind of did it to myself. Um, I re-rolled my Daggerfall Covenant Sorcerer. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my VR3 that was almost VR4. Yeah. And, and, and you know why? His nose wasn't right. Wow. I Close. Close. Is, is nothing Close. sacred to you, Rob? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing <laughs> sacred to me. Why? Well, Why'd like, you do like, this? Uh, well, be- because of the, uh, the upcoming, uh, you know, patch six, I kind of figured, all right, well, you know, the uh, a Breton really, you know, I just I I wasn't too big on the passives. I really like Imperials, 
So I just said, all right, I'm just going to re-roll this character as an Imperial. What do I care? You know? It, but, but in all fairness, of all the characters I've deleted, it was the hardest one that I actually had to do. All the others that I've deleted, I've clicked that delete button and, and typed in delete without giving it a second thought. This one, uh, that, that one took a, a little bit. So I kind of sat there for a sec. But uh, re-rolled it and was able to get it up to uh, level 10 for the uh, Sky Shard hunt that uh, occurred yesterday. Uh, and it was freaking amazing. Um, just going into, uh, just going into Cyrodiil with a level 10 and I had a freaking blast, an absolute freaking blast. So, uh, I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I rerolled that character. Um, and Imperials for me, I, I like how they, they look and their passives are freaking awesome. Um, also, I was getting playfully trolled in TeamSpeak from, uh, uh, from our community, uh, because of, uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the topic that we discussed earlier, uh, they, they, they wanted to get me all riled up many, many, many times <laughs> and oh, yeah. oh man, holy night 297 in the chat room. I see in there and I see you've been poking at me all night. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I was getting trolled something fierce. But, uh, Did they get your goat? Did they get you? They, they got me several times. I, but, I heard there was an epic, an epic rant. Oh, my God. I heard there, the rant was just there ridiculous. Was, there was an epic rant. That, you know, <laughs> like the first time, like I think it was Saturday. It, yeah, it had to have been Saturday. I was just sitting in there, and someone comes in and goes, So, what do you guys think of ESO going free to play? And I said, I'll tell you what I think of ESO going free to play. <laughs> oh, my God. I went Good lord! <laughs> it was a uh, it was freaking awesome, but uh, that's just about it for ESO. Other than uh, making Elliot the dragon sounds at Liz uh, during that dungeon, that was amazing. Do it. Awesome. All right, um, and in Skyrim, a little bit less that, uh, that I did because you know, once again, I'm always messing around with mods. I uh, I got Da for the first time in like over a year. Uh, that's Da as in Fus Roda. Um, uh-huh. All the characters I've had for quite a while, I would I'd get Fus, but I'd never get Ro. And if I got Ro, I would never proceed on to get Da. Uh, but I finally did with this current uh, play character, and I'm not really doing any. Uh, like any major quests or anything. I'm just, I'm doing dungeons, just walking through the world and seeing, you know, a spot on my map. And, oh, look, a cave or, oh, look, a fort. Uh, I think I'll just go run this for a little bit. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, so just kind of relaxing. But so that's a now, Rob, you know, have you exceeded the 160 that you talked about last time? Uh, I've added, I've added a couple more. I think another 25. You've got another 25? Let's 25? see. I, I, Although don't get the uh, the there's there's a highly voiced like uh, professor mod or something. He's a character follower. He locks you out of uh, your house in White Run. Oh well, so, I guess it's a good thing I don't use that. But uh, let me see. I'm going to pull up my mod organizer right now. Uh, let's see. I actually removed some. I was down to 147 two weeks ago. I'm back up to 159. Good, so. good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up Skyrim right now to find out here. So, oh yeah. 
152. All right. Uh, we got 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, we've got, uh, your tweets and emails and, uh, let's, uh, let's throw this out to this weekend in Tamrielic holidays. Uh, evening star, the 25th, that was Saturalia. The new life festival comes a few days early in way rest with Saturalia traditionally held on the 25th of evening star. Originally a holiday for a long-forgotten god of debauchery, it has become a time of gift-giving, parties, and parading. Visitors are encouraged to participate. Evening Star, the 30th and 31st, was the Old Life Festival. On the last day of the year, the Empire celebrates the holiday called Old Life. Many go to the temples to reflect on their past. Some go for more than this, for it's rumored that priests will... As the last act of the year, perform resurrections on beloved friends and family members free of the usual charge. Ew. Um, creepy? Is that legal in public? Worshippers, <laughs> yeah, known, worshippers know better than to expect this philanthropy, but they, uh, they arrive in macabre procession with recently deceased, nevertheless, when hail flows free in all the taverns in all the cities of Tamriel. New Life Festival that happened on Morning Star the first today. The people of uh, t- people of Tamriel are having the New Life Festival in celebration of a new year. The emperor has ordered yet another tax increase to this new life to his new life address, and there is much grumbling about this. Still, despite financial difficulties, the New Life tradition of free ale at all taverns in the cities continues. The people of Tamriel certainly know how to hold a celebration, and in Daggerfall, this is the summoning day of Clavicus Vile. And finally, Scour Day, that happened on Morningstar the 2nd. Scour Day is a celebration held in most High Rock villages on the day after New Life. It was once the day uh, one cleans up after New Life, but has changed into a party of its own. And Zenimax, if you're listening, please, let's get some of these into the game at some point. I would love to play an event like that. Your tweets and emails are key. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. And when I said tweets and emails being aki, I meant, you know, aka, not aki aki, if you understand what I mean. All right, so tweets I'll and emails. Speak Chinese. Huh? I'll speak Chinese. <laughs> oh, it's Mexicanese. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So we got this thing. I don't know who put this on here. That's why I highlighted it in yellow. Um, what's, I what's put it on that? there. What, what's so up last week we got a tweet from a person that goes by Ralph. And we got a tweet from Shoot Your Eye Out. Now, all we needed was oh. a tweet from the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> that's that's pretty good yeah Ralph. Well, I, I was listening this morning to our uh episode from last uh two weeks ago and i was cracking up over it i'm like oh my god we got a, a tweet from ralphie and shoot your eye out <laughs> that's pretty good one back to back <laughs> well this one comes from uh carrie Hallison says, while making dinner, I'm listening to Elder Scrolls Off the Records, classic Elder Scrolls, the Fighters Guild. Now I want to play Oblivion. <sighs> uh, this one from TES Fangirl. Do players often experience different weather or heat or hear different bard songs in the same world space? I've always wondered. 
I have an answer for that. Yeah, what do you got? Or, or at least half of it. Uh, players do experience different weather. Uh, we we got a picture of uh, of Stendar, uh, or you know, just kind of like a you know, like a real quick photo of uh, six members of Stendar in front of Daggerfall. Um, I posted the screenshots on the Stendar website, um, but Lord Weaselfish, who's also in the guild, decided to get some of his own screenshots. It was storming in his game, but it was bright and sunny in mine. So yes. The weather is different. As far as the bard songs, no clue. Well, it yeah. can't be because you only get red diamond, red diamond. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this one from Mr. Spoon. Uh, okay, good. I was worried. Most games that go free to play go to poop. <laughs> and he had asked, you know, what's the deal with that? And we had said, listen, you know, we're not convinced. And, uh, uh, shout out to road for uh, helping me with that uh, Twitter conversation who, who, who uh, said he wasn't convinced either. So, uh, and then we got this uh, this tweet from um, from Joanna Monovan. I'm gonna try and see if I can get this on the stream. MMO healers in real life, and there's this uh, this priest here that's that's healing the tank. Mwah. <laughs> 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 got the chalice and the uh the the holy water (laughs) the power of talos compels you i like it uh (laughs) we've got uh two emails starting with uh this one from musclehead 007 uh let's see who wants to grab this one any volunteers ivar when you need to Why, why do i need to because oh well people have been listening to me too long so We'll do the next one, and then we'll do that. Uh, from from Jay Biggers. Who wants that one? Jay Biggers, the Jay bottom Biggers. one. Mike. I do uh, it. Yeah. All right, Rob. Okay. Go ahead, Rob. Rob, do it. All right, all right. Oh, mine. Mine. Do you guys have any theories for the next game? I would love to hear your take on setting, plot, carryover, and anything else. Jay Biggers. What do you think, Rob? Akavir. No. Uh, seriously, I think it will probably be Valenwood. That's that's my best guess is Balenwood. Balenwood. I'd say that's my best guess too. Uh, Mike, you and I have spoken about this many times on on Classic. Um, but yes, I suggest that he listens to the Classic uh, podcast, <laughs> the the whole library of it. I think every every week I say uh, that is going to be Dominion. Yeah, I've already got the name. I'm working on the artwork for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Liz, what about what about you? What do you think? Uh, if if uh, when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, um, where do you think it would it would take place? I prefer not to speculate because I don't want to spoil my own story. What if my story is better than what they have? Okay, then mm-hmm. you know that's a really good answer. I, I've I've often thought that myself, and with Dragon Age Two, um, that kind of happened for me. Oh my god! Which is what caused a lot of my heartbreak. I let myself down. <sighs> So, see, I, I have Liz's answer right here. She thinks it's going to happen in Ferelden. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I sort of feel like this when it, in regards to Star Wars Episode Seven. I, I don't want to think anything about it when it comes out. I know it's going to be a slow movie because it's going to set up another another two movies afterward. I just I just hope I sit down and personally enjoy it. I don't care what anyone else says. I just want to see if the guy's going to cut his own hand off with uh, his uh, three beam lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord uh okay so this next one comes from musclehead 007 which i'm I'm being told i have to read so 
hello and greetings, ESOTR crew. Uh, I wanted to write in and tell you all, uh, tell all of you thanks for doing what y'all do. I've had a hard past few months from October to December. One of my month, one of my friends on October 13th committed suicide, and naturally I had a tough time with it. Also on December 27th, my grandfather died from cancer. Whenever I, I have a uh, rough time with everything, I check my iTunes, and there's often the newest episode of ESOTR and CES, Classic Elder Scrolls. I'm sure that often these kinds of emails come to y'all, but I really wanted to say thanks for everything. I'm unaware. I am unaware if you guys are fully aware of how much the shows affect the listeners' lives. As I'm going through oblivion right now, I am reflecting on how each of the lives of those two affected me and how your shows have also had a balancing effect on my mind while I'm processing everything. May your roads lead to warm sands. Musclehead 007. We're very sorry to hear this from Musclehead. I mean, he's a longtime uh, fan of the show, writes very often to us. Big part of the ESOTR family. So our condolences go out to him. Yeah, that's uh, that's real tough, man. That is, you know, your best friend and then your grandfather. Um, when my grandfather passed away a number of years ago, um, maybe four or five at this point, um, a lot of people at work had noticed um, me being very angry, sort of inexplicably, and it's it's one of those it's one of those things that um, you sort of just carry with you and it just kind of comes out and um over the course of of months you you know um you may not understand uh how how the loss of of someone like that can uh can impact you and and it it uh it truly does and to have this sort of thing happen uh with you know your friend and your grandfather uh, in close proximity is is uh very tough um, if, if we've helped you in the way that you've said that, that we have, um, I am, I am absolutely honored to, to give you a moment of respite from, uh, from this and, uh, to have put a, maybe a momentary smile on your face. So my, my prayers go out to you. Uh, I'll pray, I'll pray for strength that, uh, you get over this, uh, quickly and, and, uh, learn to carry on. And, um, I do appreciate you, you saying this and, uh, no, we don't get a lot of emails like this, but, uh, it, it is always nice to hear, um, that the listeners greatly benefit more than just hearing the content of the show from our show. So, uh, uh, thanks a lot for saying so. We do appreciate that because it is it, when you're doing these weekly and you're trying to get these out as fast as possible, sometimes you forget that what what it was like well at least for me before i was podcasting because i felt the same way about this the shows i listened to yeah a lot so of support. i do understand that i don't know if muscle heads in the chat or not, or not but if if he's not if you're not just so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of support in the chat room for for you right now so they're the the uh the chat room's thinking about you and uh, if you're not there they miss you all right guys that's the end of our show uh, now, to, to get this show, all you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or the TuneIn Radio app or YouTube.com slash Network or QuestGamingNetwork.com. Any one of these places you can get our, our wonderful show and, and so many, many, many more shows uh, that, that Quest Gaming Network offers. Um, if you do catch us on iTunes, we would love it if you'd leave us a review on, on iTunes. Um, 
just uh, if you're from another country, just let us know that it's there. Uh, I do try and check anyway. Uh, but sometimes I'll miss. There's a lot of countries there. And, uh, hey, for good or for bad, if, uh, if it's a bad review, no problem. We'll learn from it. If it's a good review, hey, uh, you know, five stars will, will certainly get a mention because we really appreciate that. It helps us, uh, helps us out a lot on iTunes. So there you go. Uh, where to find us, Liz? Oh, where to find us? You can find us at questgamingnetwork.com. Like us at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. Tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. And catch with a, catch up with us on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. And hang out with us live at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. That's right, guys. Um, the, the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, how does... Uh, Maybe Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, the uh, January 14th sound to, to you guys. Maybe that'll work. We'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sound, yeah, sounds good. We'll roll with it. Roll with it. I think I can do that one. Think you yeah. can do that? All right. We'll check back with Liz later on in the week. You get your you get your, your, your work schedule uh, late, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so But maybe... I'm going to say yes, but... Uh, follow us on Twitter to to get the official the official update on that. Um, hopefully we can uh, we can do it uh, as I'm spelling it incorrectly on the notes. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Probably still wrong. Um, Jesus, this is what happened. You know, I'm just gonna delete that. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so hopefully we'll be able to bring uh, come back to you next uh, Wednesday. Uh, January the 14th and the next episode of Classic Elder Scrolls uh, will be January the 18th on on Sunday at 11am Eastern yep we have to figure out a topic so if you have a topic that you want to hear about send uh, some tweets to myself Mark or Navarwin or um, to the main uh, Elder Scrolls uh, um, Twitter account and tell us what you want us to talk about for the next Classic Time to say goodbye, guys. Let's start with Liz. Goodbye. And Rob. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Stay beautiful. And my <laughs> Bonacetta. Thank you to uh, to you guys. You did a wonderful job. Uh, thanks to the chat room as well. Thanks for being here. Thank you for uh, downloading and for listening to you at home and for uh, watching us on on YouTube as well. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you.